Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs. Produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Hope Matumbu. Women on the Line acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge elders past, present and becoming, as well as the owners of the land you are hearing us from. Left Right Hook is a multimodal creative arts workshop series designed to help women who have experienced sexual abuse and trauma find a connection to their body, mind and spirit through weekly transformative writing and boxing workshops. In this show, we speak with Donna Lyon, an academic, writer and boxer about her project. We also speak with Misha Mertz, boxer, writer and owner of Misha's Boxing Central. First up... Let's hear from the creator of Left Right Hook, Donna. Hello, my name is Donna Lyon and I am an academic filmmaker and a boxer. In 2019, I started running a grassroots project where I was combining um, writing and with boxing. And I was doing it for survivors of child sexual abuse and trauma. And the project, I guess, came from my experiences as a survivor and using two modalities which I found really helpful to start to express um, and give narration to my story and my past. And they were two contrasting things. And I thought, what would it mean to get a bunch of women in a room where we used a stimulus and we kind of basically wrote about our trauma in kind of creative ways and then actually physicalized that um, to give expression to that pain? Um, and so that, that whole, the workshop, which I ran twice was really successful and quite intimate and confronting, but I was, uh, really wanted to take that further. And because I'm an academic at the university of Melbourne, there was a creativity and research wellbeing initiative that came up and I applied for a small grant and received that. And that was basically to kind of do that workshop, measure the impact, but also create a documentary around it. So it's taking it to a whole different level because it means, you know, really women are going to be in a um, very vulnerable and intimate space, but also um, having um, a forum to express and tell their stories, hopefully to help other survivors. Yeah. And that project that you're talking about is called uh, Left Right Hook. Um, Can you tell us a bit about how long you expect for it to go and what stage you're you're in now? Yeah, so this is seed funding. So this will be the first time that we run the project in terms of being able to measure it um, from a kind of psychometric and health and wellbeing point of view. Um, and it's the first time that we're introducing cameras into the experience. So the workshop itself runs for eight weeks and we meet Saturdays um, from two o'clock to four o'clock. So the first hour is we spend writing um, and setting the framework for the, you know, the workshop and the experience. And then the second hour is basically we kind of box it out. Um, and that's non-contact boxing. Um, and it's an idea of people kind of being able to get into their body and, as I said, express some of that pain. 
Um, and then we might do some interviews around it. And so I'd like it to be an ongoing thing and a commitment so that we um, essentially kind of see what, what's the story, you know, is this something that we can develop into a feature-length documentary and get it out there to a public that might be interested in hearing these stories. Mm. And when do you expect those workshops to start? They're going to start at the end of February, mm. and so it will go for eight weeks. Okay, wonderful. And you yourself... Um are a boxer mm-hmm. and a creative as well as an, as an academic. Can you talk to us more about, um, you know, I guess maybe your thoughts on, on the relationship between boxing and writing and how that contributes to a sense of healing? Yeah, well, I'll start with boxing first. And, you know, I'd always been quite physically, you know, fit and active. And I think that's been a really great um you know, healing and, and recovery mode for me, um, particularly as I was so dissociated and disconnected from my body due to the trauma. So um, I started boxing because actually I felt a lot of anger and I wanted a really safe way, an expressive way to kind of punch something, you know, to, to express it. Um, but what I realized when I started boxing was that it was actually a lot more than anger. It was about starting to uh, focus on my breath it was starting to you know interact with people in in the space that i was uh, within it was about blocking and weaving and um starting to actually get into my body which is the stuff that i was kind of really quite afraid of mm-hmm. so um what i kind of thought was this almost um uh, violent release actually was a sense of mindfulness mm-hmm. um and just a different type of practice so um, I began a journey and I started fighting um, and doing like master's boxing and that was a really, again, a really interesting thing for me because I started to set myself goals and um, work towards achieving that. And, you know, I wasn't particularly successful in my little fighting career um, and in fact it was um, sometimes really triggering to me because what would happen is that I'd get into the ring and I would start to dissociate or freeze. And when you're kind of in a situation where you're getting punched in the face, that's not a good idea. You do need to move, and there is a reason for that, mm. so you don't get hit. Um, so I just, um, but but I think for me, what it did was it started to, um, I guess, um, again show me um, my experience of my trauma because I was so disconnected from it, and I kind of needed to put myself in and through these situations to start to, um, I guess, connect with the past that's not necessarily a journey that everybody wants to or should take and there's lots of other ways that people can do that but that for me was just something that kind of I guess had piqued my interest I liked very physical um, active um, and high impact sports Mm. Um, and I think for me as a woman you know I just um, had to work through so much stuff um, to feel safe enough to even be able to punch somebody. You know, it was so counterintuitive to the way that I um, had been conditioned and, and programmed. And that was very much to be more submissive and to be, in a sense, the kind of victim. Um, and that I didn't really even feel like I had a right to, to fight, to punch um, and so often meeting other women who were um, perhaps more aggressive than me in, in a ring was really confronting because I was scared by them. Um, I wasn't used to seeing other women like that and I wasn't necessarily used to tapping into those things within me. Although I could, uh, like people would often say to me, oh, you know, you can be uh, kind of scary because I can have this very confident, um, quite dominating um, uh, stance. 
it became a really different uh, thing once I was in a ring, which was this kind of very masculine, defined space. Um, so I think it's just healthy for women to be able to start to flirt with the idea that we are allowed to, you know, to kind of um, uh, be forthright in the way that we uh, take action. Um, so at the same time, I was also doing a lot of journal writing um, and, um, you know, writing that connected to just unconscious thoughts and, and memories. Um, and I was finding that that was quite a, a safe and creative way to start to access um, hidden and repressed uh, things from my past. And so, again, it was just, I think, coming from an artistic background um, and, you know, as a filmmaker and as an artist, I wanted to, to just do something that was really multimodal. And, you know, it was, they're totally not related. They're, you know, one's very um, mental and one's very physical. But I, I think that as a survivor, it's really important to address all aspects of, of your kind of mind, body and spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was kind of interested in with the workshop. Women on the line. Um, and, and just on your point, I mean, for anyone who's listening, even though we, this is the first time we've ever met, we actually go to the same boxing gym, Misha's Boxing Central. Um, and I've never been brave enough to do any of that sparring. So I've never been in a situation where, you know, I've, I, I've sparred with someone actually getting hit in the face. But mm -hmm. what you're saying, um, uh, really resonates with me in terms of, you know, sometimes you go into, boxing thinking it will be just that release that rage but there's a lot of thinking you have to do anticipating like the ducking and weaving and anticipating the next move um and it's something that i never really thought about and really when you do good punches or you, you know like they actually come out you're actually not tensing yourself you're not tensing your shoulders and the breathing is a really important thing i forget to breathe all the time totally yeah and, yeah that's right and mm. even for me like i know i'm still um really tense and i um i find it really difficult to relax and mm. so you know my kind of focus is to in order to punch more effectively is to kind of relax my body mm. that's so counterintuitive mm. to actually how i hold myself mm. and so it's really great practice for me to kind of train in that way mm. I, I do want to make it clear though like within left right hook workshop we're not sparring yes, yes. um you know it's non-contact boxing so i don't mm. want anyone to feel as though you know they're going to put themselves through perhaps what i did um you know that's a really different kind of experience this is you know again exactly what you talk about where it's you know you're coming in and you uh, punching bags or you may be holding pads for someone but you're learning how to do the technique properly because that's the stuff that's going to drive um, uh, the physicalization in a more effective way mm. and and the holding pads like you're saying even holding pads and remembering routines mm. I, I feel like it, it, it it's quickened my mind and you know I've for me, and I love the quickness of my mind. I can remember things a lot easier because of holding pads for someone, not necessarily even even punching. And and so that's something that I found useful anyway in terms of that quickness. And I, as someone who, you know, also loves writing, sometimes people, you know, there's that thing where they're like, it's the pen is mightier than the sword. But sometimes mm. for words to come out, sometimes you need a little bit of exercise and a little bit of you know, there's a sort of meditation that comes from exercise, whether it's boxing or something else. And sometimes you can sort of get home and be like, okay, I'm ready to use the pen now right. after you've wielded the sword for a bit. I mean, not against someone, but you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny because um, what 
even though I think the exercise can um, help to generate writing, what we've chosen to do is put the writing up first mm. and then the boxing. Um, and that was just simply because... Um, the boxing can sometimes make you uh, a little shaky with your hands and so it can be quite hard to write after that um, in a group setting um, but also too that I think I wanted to use um, what was there unconsciously in terms of the uh, hidden emotion um, you know to then come out in a physical way but it is also interesting to think about well what would it mean to flip that mm. um, and so again I'm kind of really open to always exploring uh, different things with the women in the group mm. and, and we have done that. But because uh, I guess the good thing about this project you can meet week after week so even after they've done the boxing they may go home and think about something they wrote and maybe you know uh, you know, have a further thoughts to that or be able to extrapolate more on thoughts in the next writing series. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, we have set up a Facebook group for Left Right Hook and so the women that did the grassroots project last year, um, you know, we continue to do that. We continue to write as our practice. Mm. Um, and you do see a lot of growth and development. And also, you know, I think it's not about coming to the workshop and being a great boxer and it's mm. not about being a great writer. Mm. I'm not really interested in putting a value judgment around any of that. Mm. Um, some people will naturally be fitter um, and perhaps better at boxing than others. You know, we have people that come to the workshop that actually um, are published writers, um, but uh, are so disconnected from their bodies and, and quite kind of almost uncoordinated in, in, in some respects. Um, so I think, but, but importantly, it's just about giving voice and expression to um, our stuff in a really safe way. In a safe forum. Mm. And in terms of the academic side of this, uh, what's going to happen, and 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 what do you, how do you see that being translated? We've got a really awesome team. So we have Dr. Candice Blake, and she is an expert in gender psychology and gendered conflict. Dr. Margaret Osborne, who specialises in performance science and psychology, and Shannon Owen, who is the director. So basically, we will be. Um, looking at how the written and verbal and embodied creativity is going to enhance the well-being of survivors um, from you know of sexual abuse and trauma and so we'll do that through interviews surveys and also the filming which we also see as a really valid component of research that basically starts to um, allow us to observe and witness um, the experience of survivors mm. So for everyone who's listening, uh, you've got an info night happening the 4th of February, the VCA. Uh, but for people who are tuning in and maybe would still like to get involved, how can they do so? So they can contact me through leftrighthook.wordpress.com. And that's um, right as in I'm writing something. Um, so leftrighthook.com wordpress.com and my contact details are there we've got a facebook page and i'm really happy if people can't make it to the info night to call me and i can have a coffee and, and talk through the process with them uh this is just for people living in melbourne or victoria yeah it is and mm. we're looking obviously for you know as diverse um women as we can get between 18 to 65 no experience of riding or boxing necessary um, but also we do uh, want women who are prepared and willing to go on a journey um, where they will need to uh, potentially tap into some, you know, some stuff about their past um, and be okay with the filming aspect because that is something to be considered. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us for Women on the Line, Donna. Thank you so much.
On community radio around Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. You were just listening to Donna Lyon, an academic, writer and boxer, about her project Left Right Hook, designed to help women who have experienced sexual abuse and trauma find a connection to their body, mind and spirit through weekly transformative writing and boxing workshops. Our next guest is Misha Mertz, boxer, writer, and owner of Misha's Boxing Central Gym, discussing her career as a boxer and a writer. Let's hear from Misha. Hi, I'm Misha Mertz. Um, I'm the owner and coach at Misha's Boxing Central in Footscray. I'm a former journalist. Um, I've written two memoirs about boxing. Uh, Now I run the gym full-time, pretty much. I got involved in boxing in the mid-90s. It's actually the subject of my first memoir, so it's quite a kind of convoluted story, but um, I just started getting into boxing fitness in my late 20s, I guess, when I was sort of interested in sort of improving my health and fitness. Uh, and I'd always been interested in boxing, but at the time there were no women boxers around or no, no, not visible on the sort of mainstream media landscape at all. Uh, and the assumption was that women couldn't box and the discussion was, should women box? Uh, there were a few around and um, gradually I started to get more and more involved with it and um, uh, ended up competing for the first time in 1998. And in terms of, you know, you say that uh, in the 90s, obviously there weren't a lot of uh, women boxers and that sort of thing. What kept you going in, in that field? And when was a moment that you realised that, yeah, well, you know, women can fight, women can box? And what made you realise that? Um, well, I guess I joined Melbourne Uni Boxing Club and the coach there is you know, now my husband, Peter. Um, and there were two or three girls who were in that club. So we, that's when I started sparring. Um, and also, like, this is the advent of the internet as well, the mid-90s. So I started to, you know, do searches for women boxers and discovered that there actually were women fighting in the United States mainly as professional boxers. And it was a kind of growing sport, obviously really growing. And I think there was one website that kind of called the Women's Boxing Archive Network that consolidated all the news around the world about uh, women boxers. And um, I think that those two things kind of helped helped the whole sport grow, but also connected me with the idea that actually I could, if I wanted to. And it wasn't wasn't until I was sparring and training with a female boxer who's... Um, whose sister was having a fight. This this woman who was training her was actually quite... She was a world champion kickboxer and a boxer and just kind of really good, amazing athlete. And her sister was having a first fight and I was sparring her sister. And I thought, if I'm sparring her and she's about to fight, then maybe I should do it. You know, like, I was holding my own with her. I was doing fine. And so that that's, when I, that's what prompted me to do it. I think that I thought, as a measure... You know, I wasn't going to get killed, although her sister was good enough probably to kill me. So that's that's why I sort of hesitated initially. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I guess like throughout that time, you know, you got the taste for boxing, but you also kept up the writing, um, you know, either as, as, a, as a career, but also some of that writing went into your two memoirs as you were boxing as well. Um, can you maybe talk a bit about if there is any relationship or, you know, some of the transfer skills that that are maybe common in boxing as they are in writing 
Well, I, I guess writing played a role in my boxing in that it helped me process a lot of what was going on. It's a very kind of intense experience, boxing, you know, it's very confronting and there are a lot of moments where you just sort of feel like you you can't keep going with it. Um, so they played against off against each other in that respect. Um, but also, um, you know, you have to be pretty persistent to, to develop as a writer um, some of the same qualities do apply. You know, there's a lot of rejection as well, you know, when you're trying to get work in, in, in media, um, probably more so now than there was even when I started, where you just have to kind of keep knocking on doors and persisting and writing letters and doing interviews and doing your own thing and taking some initiative. Um, and then in the process of writing a larger piece of work, like a, a book, um, it is very similar. You know, I mean, boxing is like uh, any art form, really. So you have to keep refining it. Um, so, you all, you know, I come into the gym 20 years later and I still uh, work on refining my skills. I sit at my desk and, you know, one of my favourite things is sort of editing my own work and, um, and changing things and improving them. And that's, that's how the two kind of, yeah, skills are transferable. It's just that boxing is a kind of three-dimensional space and, um, and writing is more cerebral. Mm. Women on the line. Um, and in some ways, some could argue that, you know, there is also a cerebral part of boxing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Boxing, boxing is a very um, intellectual sport. I mean, it's very demanding um, on, on all aspects of your character, you know. So it's physically demanding, which is obvious, but not so obvious is, is the mental um, focus and just kind of um, thought processes that are required, you know, trying to think on a multitude of levels. So, you know, you might be thinking about your own physical um, actions, but you'll also be observing your opponent's actions, looking for weaknesses, looking for patterns, and then you'll be thinking tactically sort of overall about where your position is in the ring and how you can dominate the other person. Um, and there are various kind of uh, methods of doing that, and so you've got to make choices, you've got to make choices quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very um, demanding in that respect, yeah. Misha's Boxing Central, I guess it's a, it's a place where, you know, people from, from, you know, different gender and sexual identities can come. You know, ki- people are coming here with their kids, with their dogs even, and it's a very welcoming space. Did you go out from the outset to, to sort of make it that way or how do you cultivate that or it all happened accidentally or is it from your experience, uh, you know, you wanting to demystify some of that masculine energy with boxing you know i haven't gone out to deliberately create it that way but i'm extremely happy and gratified that it's turned out that way so because um you know it's very sort of heartening to see um in terms of the sort of masculine feminine stuff you know it is a masculine sport it was you know it's almost exclusively masculine until about 20 years ago but what a lot of people probably don't realize about boxing is that boxers and people who compete in the sport are actually quite accepting i mean it it's surprising how much but in in terms of you know women entering the sport the resistance didn't come so much from people who were actually in it in the gym you know so boxing gyms yeah especially community style boxing gyms are very sort of family-like places People sort of don't know that because they don't know that about boxing gyms. But I, I guess this place has taken it a step further in that um, 
it's already it's sort of developed that reputation of being in a place where you you know it doesn't matter who you are you're accepted here um you know with the with the limitation of uh, or the exclusion of people who make others feel uncomfortable so while it's very open and tolerant it's not tolerant of people who um you know just upset that balance um but now i'm much more conscious of it of of it being um a kind of comfortable place for, for almost everybody because people tell me that almost every day and um you know I, I sometimes wonder you know what is it that's created that environment is it me is it um is it somebody else in here is it you know just luck or you know i, I don't know because sometimes people come to reinforce that um idea that you know they come because they've heard it's like this and um you know they can feel comfortable here and so they feel comfortable here and so others feel comfortable here and it's just a, a self sort of perpetuating thing that just is is greater than the sum of its parts like we don't know what what is the you know if I wanted to replicate it how would I do it i don't know yeah. mm. and uh, where can people go to find out more information either about your memoirs or connect with Mrs Boxing Central or you know we do have some people who are listening and not in Victoria so if you've got any tips about where to get started in other states as well that would be great well boxing central is boxing central uh, .com.au is the website. If you want to come to the gym, you can sign up there for a free trial class. Um, the gym's in Footscray, so part of the reason for naming it Boxing Central was because not only is Boxing Central to the gym, but it's a fairly central location for people all over Melbourne. Um, BoxingVictoria.org is a good website to find out um, or find gyms that are sort of not in that geographical area and to see when the events are on. Uh, for competition amateur boxing um, in terms of interstate i'm not i'm not really sure how to guide people there my my books are um, i think you'll just have to google for my books i think they're available in some bookshops still um, they're they're available in the gym uh, i've got a website missionmerts.com.au which um, which has some extracts Well, thank you so much for speaking with us for Women on the Line, Misha. No worries. Thank you for having me. We've come to the end of my conversation with Misha Mertz, boxer, writer, and owner of Misha's Boxing Central Gym, discussing her career as a boxer and writer. Before that, you heard my conversation with Donna Lyon, an academic, writer, and boxer, discussing her project, Left Right Hook designed to help women who have experienced sexual abuse and trauma find a connection to their body, mind, and spirit through weekly transformative writing and boxing workshops. And that's all for Women on the Line today. Women on the Line is a community radio national women's current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and non-gender conforming broadcasters from 3CI in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the community radio network. We greatly appreciate financial support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show. So send us an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or phone 3CR on 03 9419 Women on the Line programs can be downloaded from our website www.3cr.org.au forward slash womenontheline. 
The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Latigre. I'm Hope Matumbu, and I hope you can tune in again next time.